Hello, I'm in the North Yorkshire Moors National Park today, walking the second section of the Cleveland Way. It's a gorgeous day. We've had quite a bit of cold weather recently, but today has dawned sunny, about 11 degrees, very little wind, so a perfect day for walking. On the first section I walked from Helmsley to just past Revo Bridge. Today I've parked at the top of Sutton Bank and I'm walking down through the hills to the point where I finished last time. Leaving the car park, I head through Hambleton Plantation, a commercial woodland with a series of footpaths, cycleways, horse riding trails. The walk on the outward journey today will be mostly downhill until I get back to the point near Revo Bridge where I then turn around and pick up the Cleveland Way to bring me back up to my start point. The Hambleton Hills that I'm now walking in are clear for many miles as you come across the flat Vale of York. On the hills here is the famous white horse of Kilburn. I've passed through Hambleton Plantation now and I've picked up a short section of the Cleveland Way before I turn off and take a different route down to Revo. There's a sign at the side of the path that tells me this is the site of the ancient Hambleton racecourse and there's a stables just as you leave the forest and horses grazing and people out exercising horses. The Hambleton Hills and further north, the Cleveland Hills, form a ridge running south to north. It's a very clearly defined steep hill that abruptly stops and it reaches the Vale of York, which is to the west. To the east of the hills, all the way to the coast, is the North Yorkshire Moors National Park. And now having passed the woodland and the house and the stables, I can see from my high position the rolling hills looking towards Helmsley and ultimately to the Yorkshire coast. I'm heading initially to a village called Cold Kirby. Between here and there is a footpath along the side of a field with freshly sown crops and a broken down wall on the right hand side. There's no real sense of the fact that a mile or so to the west is a precipitous drop down for hundreds of feet, yet to the east a gentle slope and rolling hills. I can now see Old Kirby in the distance and a lovely green lane with a dry stone wall at one side and a fence where the wall at the other side used to be. It's very pleasant and the views are fabulous. Way off into the east, slight mist in the air, the sun beating down and on this downward slope not a breath of wind. Just passing a field full of black cattle. Lots of young calves with them. They all seem a little bit excited. Glad they don't have to walk through there.
I've left Gold Kirby now, walking towards a village called Old Byland, as I visited the other day when I did the first section of the Cleveland Way. I'm following the road. The old road sign tells me it's two miles. When I get to Old Byland, I'll pick up the, the lovely valley I walked down last time, at the bottom of which is Ashbury Nature Reserve, one of the Yorkshire Wildlife Trust owned reserves. Shortly after that, and just before I get to Revo, I'll turn right and then follow the Cleveland Way back to the start. This is beautiful countryside though. Dry stone walls, old stone barns in the fields pasture with lots of daisies and dandelions growing through. The villages are all made of stone, well maintained. And life in the country? I'm sure it doesn't, but seems to go on at a much slower pace than in the city. The road I'm on is very narrow, as passing places it's not wide enough for two vehicles to get down. Luckily for me, I don't think I'm going to see any vehicles, apart from the farmer on his quad bike who's just passed. This walk over to Old Byland is delightful. There's very little traffic on the road. There's been a hare. It started off running towards me in the road and then shot off into a field. And for a while it was just sitting until I think it was disturbed by two passing cyclists. And it took off at full flight across the field. It was lovely to watch. The whole area is crisscrossed by public footpaths, green lanes, bridleways. There are endless connotations of day rambles that could be had in this area. Not long after leaving Cold Kirby, the road to Old Byland turned right, and since then it's almost dead straight and downhill between two stone walls, pasture at both sides, valleys going off to the left and right, lined with trees. The walk will keep going downhill all the way until I get back down to the valley bottom, almost to the River Rye. The road I'm walking on is a modern road covered in tarmac, but obviously very old, and in places near the edge, the tarmac's broken away, and I was surprised to see what looks like the original cobbled road still there in places. I knew they did this in the city, there are older parts of the city where they just put in the 60s and 70s tarmac on top of the cobbles. I suppose there's no reason why they shouldn't have done the same out here. There are holly trees dotted all along this road, very big, very old ones. They've had to be cut in a straight hedge line along the road. I think if they grew naturally, they'd cover most of the road. Great find just by the roadside. Not sure if it's a pheasant feather or a, a bird of prey. Beautiful, it's about a foot long, brown, with alternate darker stripes going across it, up the central spine. can go in my little tray of treasure that I keep on the windowsill by the front door. Started a few years ago bringing little trinkets back. A stone, a pine cone, a feather, an acorn. It's now filled to the brim with memories of nice days out. This one would be quite, a, quite the largest item I have in it.
I've turned off the road at Old Byland and dropped down into the valley that I walked down last just last week, the one that takes me down to Ashbury Nature Reserve. It was so pretty, I was more than happy to come back and walk this way again. En route to the start of my next short section of Cleveland Way. Walking down the valley, I'm, I've just come across an old tree that was obviously dead. It's been cut back in places, but the bottom, maybe a fifth of the trunk, is still standing. A good six or seven feet in circumference, filled with holes and hollows, and it looks as if there's a hive of bees nesting about a third of the way up. It looks as if the tree's going to be left. The dangerous bits that were hanging over have been cut off or fallen off. But that stump would make an incredible home for nature. The valleys round here, I think I described them the other day, are steep-sided, filled with woodland. The bottoms are flat and often covered in, in grass or have streams. I discovered after my walk last week they were formed during the last ice age by glaciers moving down the valleys that gave them this distinctive shape. In that time when this part of the UK was uninhabited under a vast ice sheet, hard to believe that where I'm walking would have been under hundreds of feet of, of glacier. I've just stopped for lunch in the valley, sat down on the grass slope. It's ever so quiet. There's a pheasant just walking down the hill, got to the bottom and started going back up. The blackthorn trees in front of me, their flowers bright white against the green of the slope. The trees aren't quite in leaf yet, but there are flashes of green.
It is though very, very peaceful. I'm now in the lower half of the valley. I think I'm in the area of the Ashbury Nature Reserve. It's an area of ancient trees and wetland in the, in the valley bottom. I believe it's been protected since the 1800s. As springs and little streams have, have appeared, the nature of the valley bottom has changed. Higher up it was flat grass, easy to walk on. This bottom part is marshy and boggy. I believe the Yorkshire Wildlife Trust pretty much leave the woodlands as they are. They're left over to nature. The gate on the entrance to Ashbury Nature Reserve tells me this gate was erected by the Yorkshire Naturalist Union and the Yorkshire Naturalist Trust in grateful memory of Catherine Muriel Robb, 1906-1975, who knew and loved Ashbury throughout her life and as an outstanding botanist did so much to create this nature reserve and to further the interests of both organisations. And inside the gate is a sign from the Yorkshire Wildlife Trust that says Ashbury Nature Reserve. This varied and fragile 48 hectare nature reserve is predominantly woodland with associated limestone, grassland, fen, wet grassland, wet woodland and lime-rich springs and streams. The reserve is part of a larger site of special scientific interest and has been known to naturalists since the 1800s at least. Sheep and longhorn cattle graze the fen and wet grassland in order to keep its species rich. The woodland is largely left to develop naturally. Holly is thinned in places to prevent it dominating the understory and inhibiting natural regeneration of other species. Their motto is love Yorkshire, love wildlife. I've retraced my steps through Nettledale on the Cleveland Way. I'm at the head of the dale now. Callister Woods in front of me where I 
climbed me through and over the last time I came round here to get over to Old Byland to take me back to Helmsley. Today, instead of going in that direction, I'll follow the Cleveland Way. I'm just crossing the stepping stones now over the stream. The stream that, in a mile or so, joins the River Rye near to Revo Abbey. The path forks right, go towards Callister Wood, or left, to carry on the Cleveland Way. And in a mile or so, I reach Cold Kirby where I passed through this morning. the stepping stones the wooded valley that at first was mostly deciduous became a almost an alpine valley with steep-sided conifers and little lodges not quite sure what they were possibly a camping ground or something the path got then quite steep i suppose i had it coming most of my journey out was downhill so most of my journey back had to be uphill it was a steep ravine through the conifer forest that then brought me out onto open farmland and a long hike up a green lane called Lowfield Lane that eventually came out into Cold Kirby and I'm now at a little path behind the old church got an excellent view of it What a delightful village Cold Kirby is. It's two rows of houses either side of a road going up the hill from the church. Broad grass verge at each side of the road and a line of trees along the left hand side looking up. It's a very peaceful place and for me it's at the top of a long hill that stretches all the way back three miles to Ashbury Farm. Leaving Cold Kirby as the road goes uphill, there's a track on the left, that's called Coatmore Road. It's a green lane that continues up to the top of Hambleton Plantation and then Sutton Bank beyond. As this morning there's no indication of the fantastic view that awaits across a large portion of Yorkshire when you reach the top of Sutton Bank. But behind there is some indication as the whole of the moors over towards Helmsley is in view. 
I was quite taken with cold Kirby. It a, seemed a very pleasant little place. There were places where you could buy tomato plants, strawberry plants, free-range eggs, which I didn't because I didn't want to damage. And I was glad I didn't because the few pounds I had, I spent at the next table, about five houses up, which had some beautiful handmade buttons. Never seen them before. All different kinds, big ones, little ones all painted by hand they were really really nice one packet was a contained buttons in the shape of the sweets licorice all sorts and then in another container there were buttons in the shape of yellow and blue sunflowers which were being sold for charity for ukraine i only had a few pounds in cash to put in the honesty box so I was limited to what I could buy. Otherwise, I may now have had a rucksack filled with hand-painted buttons. I'm now back as far as the various plantations that run alongside the main road as it approaches Sutton Bank. To my left is a quite mature conifer plantation. To my right, the stables and racehorse gallops that I passed this morning. The area that I've just walked through, there's a little sign at the end by the gate. It says you are currently on the site of the historic Hambleton race course, key element in shaping today's horse racing scene as we know it. It was described as one of the finest natural race courses in the country, noted in records stretching back to 1622. It has been site to many a famous race and now home to Brian Smart Racing. There's also an honesty box for flapjacks, water and brownies, which I could die for at the moment. But there are none. Ha! Just my luck. I suppose I should tell you a little bit about myself. I'm in my seventh decade and I'm not as fit as I should be. But I do love exercise, being outside, walking. And I went through a long period of my life where, for one reason and another, I didn't go walking. It's a long story, but now I do, and I don't want to stop. So we'll keep on struggling up these hills for as long as I can. I only mentioned this because I didn't want anybody under the misapprehension that this was going to be one of those extreme outdoor pursuit type podcasts. It's a man going to visit and walk around a lot of the places he's never got round to doing or seeing before. 
So bear with me if some days I sound utterly exhausted and crave flapjacks, brownies and bottles of ice cold water. I'm now walking the last few hundred yards before I reach the National Park Centre at Sutton Bank. I'm nearly back to the main road that goes from Moulton to Garbra, I think. So before I get to the side of the road, I'll bid you farewell. Please do join me next time if you can and it'd be wonderful if you could tell other people about this podcast. Cheerio!